Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak from TheBitcoinPodcast.com here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today, I'd like to welcome you back to Not Another Bitcoin Podcast. Today, I will be speaking with a friend of mine, Mark, or also known as Crypto Mac, M-A-A-K. He's a friend of mine from Philadelphia. He is a DIY miner. He's helped a bunch of my friends online start mining. Uh, He also does um, trading. He does tech support for an exchange. He's been in the game since 2013, so I had to get him on the show to talk about some of the mining, some of the trading, some of the exchanging, and I wanted to pick his brain on some of the scams that are in the industry right now. So, you could expect in this episode to hear a lot of talk about mining from home, helping people get into mining, on-ramping friends and family into cryptocurrencies or the uh, crypto exchange industry, uh, speaking on uh, tech-supported issues, trade-related issues, exchange-related issues, uh, the basic issues. And Mark also gives a lot of advice on how to avoid these issues. So if you're new or you know somebody new to crypto who is just getting into this industry, this is an episode you might want to steer them towards because they're going to get an earful, especially if they're interested in mining from home, which, by the way, is still profitable. Common misconception there. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this interview. I know I enjoyed having the conversation with Mark. It was hella fun. And if you'd like to get some of these um, these interviews a little early, you could check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ken Bozak, K-E-N-N-B as in boy, O-S-A-K, Ken Bozak. And you can go ahead and check out me there. I have a bunch of episodes. I make a video every day on my walk to work. And you can see the interviews a little bit early uh, in Not Another Bitcoin Interview. So thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy. Have a day. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak from TheBitcoinPodcast.com, here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. Thank you for joining me for Not Another Bitcoin Podcast. Today, I will be speaking with Mark. Uh, Mark, if you could please go ahead and introduce yourself, let people know uh, who you are, what you, um, or sorry, who you are, how you got into crypto. Uh, told me about it, but I wasn't so I decided to uh, ran into his paper, read it, was really intrigued about, you know, everything that he put down on that piece of paper, you know, the problems with the bank and solutions he laid out for us and was like, you know what, let me invest in this, uh, you know, it's really cheap, what's, you know, I, I love technology, I was in um, tech support at the time anyway, so I kind of had a basic understanding about it and was reading into it more and, you know, it turns out and here we are, 2017 and the price has gone up a lot, so it's been uh, really good to me. Um, as far as what I do now, um, originally I'm an ex-employer of Cripsy, the support team, and I currently work as another support staff member of another exchange currently. Unnamed, unde- uh, undisclosed exchange. I like the mystery. Um, so, uh, uh, what what do you do besides like the work stuff? Let's talk about like your hobbies and interest in crypto. I see that you just recently started mining, and you're you personally helped a friend of mine get into mining. Um, what is your experience with mining at home and the profitability of it, and just the uh, the level of intellect it would take to to start mining from home, and the whole experience around that? Mining, it's you know, it's it has its ups and for sure. You know, even if you're advanced at computers and hardware and things, there's a lot of tweaking that may need to be done depending upon what kind of cards you're using. Uh, originally, in that, you know, when Bitcoin was around, you know, you had it was already set up. You know, you had the ASIC miners and things of that nature, which made it a lot easier to do. But even then, it wasn't that much profitable when I was mining Bitcoin, but it was just nice to have that aspect and know what to do and, you know, where to mine to and just have that, you know, settings and configurations already in hand. So once Bitcoin got out of hand and not profitable anymore, it was basically um, kind of throw every, not throw it away, but throw it away in the sense of like, this is useless. I still have all my Bitcoin mining stuff simply because it's related to Bitcoin, but once we did the math, we found out Ethereum and Zcash are very profitable with graphics cards. And, you know, that's why if you try to go out and buy graphics cards for the 480s, 580s, 570s, 470s, 
They're sold out everywhere. They're back ordered. Everybody's jumping into this. I have buddies that have no understanding what Bitcoin is, what Ethereum is, and they're asking me questions. They're asking how to get it and what to do and how to set it up and as far as mining goes. And, you know, even with uh, coins themselves, like people listen to me because, like I said in Bitcoin back when it was, you know, $100 a piece, well, nobody listened and was like, wow, it's like, you know, almost $3,000 a piece, you know, didn't know what you were talking about with that. And same thing with Ethereum. Uh, I bought into Ethereum when it was $13, told a couple of buddies, they bought in when it was 16 they have no technological background whatsoever, and you see where the price is now. So they're thanking me that, you know, I do know what I'm saying when it comes to this. Uh, basically, with mining, um, even at the end of Cripsy, you know, we did start the uh, mining farm there. It didn't last too long because the company had shut down, unfortunately, after uh, about a couple months there. So, you know, picking up on even the back end of how mining worked, it uh, kind of trickulated over to what I'm doing now to where it's a lot easier for me to set up mining. Um, I still try to use GUIs. Um, my favorite thing to use right now would be NiceHash. Um, you know, that's just my preference. Unless you have a good amount of rigs set up, then, you know, definitely it's possible to be and profitable to mine Ethereum itself rather than having to go through somebody. Um, but, you know, it's just fun. Um, I'm not much of a hardware guy, but when it comes to this, you know, it's kind of, hey, you can Google this, look okay, you need to tweak this, download this, um, you know, you need to patch this if this is an error. So there's a lot of information out there and it's just like doing research. Uh, I kind of look at it, uh, you know, like a lawyer. A lawyer, majority of the time, they're doing research on other cases, how to solve what they're dealing with now. And that's basically the same way I look at it as mining. You know, if there's a problem, there's a solution. And, you know, that kind of is my activity as well. A big thing of what I do um, besides work, um, I'm big into jujitsu and jujitsu, you know, you're, you're stuck in tough positions all the time and you have to figure out a solution quickly to overcome the problem that you're in. And, you know, that kind of comes into my life at all times where, you know, okay, I can think on my feet real quick and I can ask other people because the blueprint's there, you know, if someone's successful at something, I'd rather stay around them and ask them questions because chances are if I follow their blueprint, I'm going to walk that same path. And, you know, that's kind of where it's led me. That's interesting you say that because, like, that's why you're here, you know what I mean? I want to surround myself with successful people in the industry and, and speak to people that are striving for the same exact thing. So it's funny that you mention that. And, like, my, like I said earlier, you helped one of my close friends start mining from scratch. He had absolutely no clue. You and him had a conversation. Next thing you know, he's buying graphics cards. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, you know... You're really quick for like the inquiries, like, "Hey, I got this issue." You're like, well, here, here's the answer. You know, it's uh, you you have a real knack for finding answers to people's questions, which is pretty funny. It's considering like kind of what you do for a living with the other exchange and and find with the uh, the issue support tickets and stuff like that. When it comes, to you find them a solution. Yeah, you know, it's basically having that's the best part. You know, having the ability to see it from both ends. You know, I've had problems myself, and I still have problems myself with certain things, certain cards. You know, like uh, Nvidia setups, uh, a lot different, harder to run on Windows. So I have to ask somebody else. You know, hey, there's things called Pimp. You know, you can download that and run it through that instead of running it through rate ups. Not that I don't know and I have people above me that are well adapt to, you know, mining itself, setting up rigs. So if I run into an issue, I ask them and you know, being in the crypto game since two thousand thirteen uh, the best part about it was, you know, I've developed a lot of friendships with people, whales and everything, including developers of certain coins and everything. So we're actually in a back room with crypto chat where there's thousands of us just sitting back there. We're all coming up with ideas of, you know, working together to try to come up with new products and, you know, basically give people what they want, try to give the world and industry what they're missing. And, you know, that's probably the best part. This thing has given me a bunch of friendships and introduced me to a lot of successful people and how to think differently than what I used to think when I was, you know, stuck in a nine to five mentality where it's like, well, this is where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, I guess, you know, um, like I said, the blueprints, everything. And I just rather surround myself with more successful people. And, you know, it's worked out since 2013 for me, at least. 
that must have been a crazy year, 2013, like to get in and see like that happen and then stick around and you're like, yeah, I know it's 50 bucks or 150 bucks, but it's, it's worth buying now. Like relax. Um, when it goes to the mining, um, uh, the mining hardware that you're mentioning, it's sold out. Like it, all graphics are, what is your opinion on that? Do you think that it's 50, 50, you know, gamers, miners, or do you think it's more like 90 miners, 10% gamers? Like, what do you think is the reason all these cards are pretty much all sold out everywhere? Oh, I definitely feel bad for the gamers. You know, people that are actually buying the cards just cause they want to play a video game. Now they can't. Um, it's definitely miners. Um, even more so, not miners. It's other people that are, especially Amazon, eBay, uh, they're great at profit. Well, they see this and they have the ability to grab a load of them and just double their money real quick on these cards. You know, um, Some of them are selling for like $210 originally, but they're going for 700 500 easily on eBay and Amazon. So they're making three, four, five times their profit sometimes. And um, you know, that's what the world's about anymore is just trying to make a quick buck. So um, I can definitely see that being part of the problem, but definitely for miners, just like the Bitcoin rush, this is the new gold rush is, you know, the mine Ethereum. It's very profitable with the price right now. So um, everyone's trying to jump in before the proof of stake. Yeah, I was just going to get to that. I'm, dude, that's per it was literally on the tip of my tongue in my head, uh, proof of stake. So what is, I, I know this is a very obvious question and an obvious answer to the people who know, but the people who don't know yet, who haven't started mining yet, who are being incentivized by the prices and the profitability of mining Ethereum, what do you think about the hardware that they invested in or you invest in when Ethereum goes from proof of work to proof of stake? Um, like, what are your plans for that hardware? Well, I mean, that's the good news. Uh, you know, you're buying quality graphics cards. So even at the end, if that happens and the price dives and, you know, everything's done with as far as mining it, well, the graphics cards are still worth money. You know, most likely you'll still be able to get, you know, at least your money at time. I mean, we're looking at maybe six months to a year out, possibly longer from what I'm hearing as far as uh, the proof state goes. So, I mean, you got six months. Uh, it cost me about seventeen fifty to build a six GPU rig, and it's making a thousand dollars a month. Woo! So you figure in a month and a half you're making what you spent back. So you should be fine. And but the problem is, you know, getting the graphics cards quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's getting those in general uh, right now. By the time you get them, it may be at the point of a uh, proof of stake instead of proof of work. Some people's I heard some people's back orders right now are like two months. It's uh, crazy. Or like you said, you can go and buy it at a premium from somebody on Amazon flipping it, but then you have to hope you make your ROI back before the switch. Or I heard there's other coins that you could mine uh, with the same hardware. Uh, do you know what they would be? If it isn't Ethereum, what you could mine when Ethereum switches to proof of stake? Like what other coins could you mine with the same hardware? Zcash right now. Okay, um, cool. A lot of the other graphics cards like the 1070s, 1060s, uh, they're more profitable to mine Zcash on. So even if you were to do, you know, proof of work uh, or the proof of stake instead of proof of work, well, you jump right into Zcash and it's, you know, about the same almost in profitability as, as far as ETH goes as well. Now, when you mine, you're being paid to solve equations that are basically proofs of transactions. So when you get your payment, how do you actually like pay your electric bill? Like what are the process, what's like the process you go through or like somebody could expect to go through when they start mining? Like how would they get their crypto payout to pay their electric bill? Like what steps do you go through or what do you recommend for some people? Um, the step I go through, I mean, it depends. I mean, if I'll have two wallets, uh, depending upon how many cards is set up to work. Um, you know, if I'm just trying to put away Bitcoin, then it's going to, you know, a treasure wallet. If I'm deciding that, okay, I need to pay my electric because of this, well, it's going to my Coinbase wallet this way. Either one, I can use my shift card, or two, I can just withdraw the Bitcoin into my bank account and it's there, you know, Usually four days. I mean, sometimes it's a week, but majority of the time it's about four days that Coinbase will withdraw the money into your bank account. But, um, you know, that's, that's a big thing for me. I, I'm trying to get to the point where I'm out of fiat completely and just using crypto to pay for my everyday necessities pretty much. I've been living that life for a while and it was stressful at first. 
when I f went in like full crypto, I like took my paycheck, just split it three ways, bought Bitcoin, Ethereum. It was actually when like a month or two ago, whenever Coinbase added uh, Litecoin, I just started going all in three ways, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. And it was crazy. Like I was like Ethereum dipped, Bitcoin dipped a little bit. Next thing you know, they're all up and Litecoin's following. And I'm just like, all right. But when you wake up to volatility and that's only money you have, it's kind of crazy to wake up one day to like 20% less money or 10% less money or wake up some days to 20% more money than you did or value, I should say, more value. Um, but the thing about like uh, using crypto as daily money is I can pick Bitcoin, Ethereum or Litecoin with the shift payment card. So whichever one's having a better day, that's the one I can use to spend throughout the day. And um, so like if you're doing Bitcoin mining, Ethereum mining, Litecoin mining, you could have them individually sending to your individual wallets on Coinbase. You can just pick from one of the best profitable coins to use. It's like, that is the best part about using crypto, in my opinion. You have a, uh, a choice of currency. I have a choice of Litecoin, a choice of Bitcoin, and I can choose how to use it. Do I cash it out and just get fiat in my bank account? Do I use it as Bitcoin, direct peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin? I'm spending it, you're holding it and accepting it. Or do we just you know, go use our shift card and swap it out at the transaction? Um, let's see, what is, uh, what, is one of the, what is one of your favorite like coins to um, maybe, I would say like trade, like trade. Do you trade it all personally? Uh, I used to trade a lot. Um, in the beginning, uh, I was really bad. I would lose money on all kinds of trades because uh, I wasn't patient. You know, it was just like, well, it went down. I'm losing money in panic sell. You know, you see it very often where people prices crash and they sell. You know, especially with Bitcoin, when the price is this much it's easier to dump and get the price to drive down or up a little bit more um, very quickly rather than, okay, like before it'd be like $50 here and $50 there. You can get it to jump, you know, $500 down very quickly now. Um, so it's just, it's about being patient, you know, buying and selling during dips, you know, this way, hey, I bought, you know, this at 110, now it's at 150. And then you sell a little bit, and then it goes down to 90, and you buy some at 90. And this way, when it goes to 110, well, you made $20 off of the ones you bought at 90. So it's a you know uh, up and down process. Uh, what was one of your favorite coins to try to do this with, though? Was it just like you just focused on like Bitcoin and Ethereum, or were there any like altcoins that you saw volatility in? Um, Dash was one of my favorites um, for sure. Um, Digibyte coin. Yeah, Digibyte actually had a good run. Um, yeah, because back in the Cripsy days, you know, actually we spoke with them um, in email. And, uh, you know, developers seemed like great guys and everything like that. So um, we jumped on that as well. And, uh, you know, it, it, it had a good run for a little while there as soon as we added it on Cripsy. And it, it kind of seemed that way um, with a lot of coins, you know, when they got added to Cripsy, the price kind of jumped up afterwards as well and uh you know that was kind of the place to be as far as coins go and it's kind of unfortunate what happened at the exchange and you know we were all very disappointed um big time for, for sure is that maybe why you're not trading as much um as far as trading that way i mean um I'm focusing like a lot of things kind of you know with the mining at least I can just turn my computer on and it just does its own thing but um, I was originally gotten into uh, Poloniex's uh, trading so or lending so the lending yes bot, lending, lending is awesome bot. let's talk about lending man on Poloniex so um, how's your what was your expectations before you started lending on Poloniex and then like what like what are the actual results and how did they vary uh i mean i expected like i was going to make a lot more probably than what i am but given what i have i mean it's i'm still making pretty good money it better than better than just having a savings account right way better than just having a savings account i think you're looking at like 15 percent markup on all of it so and it's a bot so it's not like i had to sit there all day a bot is literally lending it do they show you the days. trades they make with your money yes so you'll have your closed trades your open open ones and lens and all that so it's all 
and it's uh, just an IP address, so it's literally in a browser, it's a bot, and it's real simple to set up. Uh, Buddy introduced me to it, and um, you know, so far it's doing pretty well as far as that goes. I plan to dump a little bit more Bitcoin into it, uh, probably within the next week or two. Um, luckily for me, I get paid in Bitcoin for my job, so um, that's a nice thing to be able to have at my discretion as well. So Yeah, you don't have to pay the exchange of buying Bitcoin, you get paid in Bitcoin, you're skipping a whole step. Yes, so I don't have to wait, well, I have to wait for payday, but other than that, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's... I chose that, um, you know, it's just, just the easier way to go for me. Um, so that's with the uh, undisclosed exchange that you work for now, they, they're they optional, either fiat or crypto? Yeah, so even with Cripsy as well, um, you know, you had either option um, or like even a percentage, you could be, hey, I want to have, so at Cripsy, I think I did like $200 a paycheck would go towards Bitcoin. And back in those days, majority of the time it was good because, you know, that was either half a Bitcoin to a Bitcoin during that time or even more at that point. So um, it worked out really well um, being able to kind of sit that money aside and just let the Bitcoin grow in an account. And that was that. Um, That's awesome. Is that um, do these exchanges, do you think, use BitWage to do as their payment or payroll services? Um. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I'm interested. That's pretty damn cool to get. Like, you have a, you can either get paid in all cash, some crypto, all crypto. That's a really great option. I feel like every employer should have that. Like, I, I want that option for my employer now. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know it came out. It comes out, and you see it, and you're checked that, like, in, like an extra kind of, like, you see, like, hey, this is state tax, this is Medicaid, well, this is, like, your crypto. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, uh, they take all that out and then pay you in your crypto? So you yeah. don't have to worry about like your pay your your income tax and all that. They take care of it, and then you get your crypto. Well, for Cripsy, that's how it was handled. That's so, game changing, um, gangster. Because then you don't have to worry. Yeah, I mean, a majority of other exchanges, including the one I'm at now, um, you know, you're a contractor, so it's up to you to pay taxes. Right. That makes it a little it. more complicated, and some people may be a little more skeptical of the taking the job because of the responsibility of paying your own taxes. Yeah. But I think the idea of having it taken out and then getting your pay in crypto kind of puts you on that line that you can walk with confidence. You know, like I paid my taxes. I don't have to worry about it. But it is it, so you're currently with the position you have where you're at. They don't take out your payroll tax. No. So, so how would you handle that if you don't mind getting into that? Because I know a lot of people are really interested in like how taxes work in crypto and like capital gains and and how you, if you got paid in Bitcoin, how would you go about your taxes? So do you have any like roadmap for that? Well, that's not a capital gain because it's you know my paycheck hourly wages. That right. I just meant along the line of paying so taxes in crypto. So basically, what I'm doing, I actually opened up a secondary bank account, and um, the day I get paid. Um, 15% of whatever I get paid literally is being sold on Coinbase and directly into that bank account this way. It's in there and I don't have to worry about it this way. You know, I was told um, by a millionaire, a friend that's a millionaire, you know, put 10 to 15% of each paycheck away. Um, you know, but then there's also bonuses on the other side. Uh, open up an LLC, you can claim your rent up to a third of your rent. So, you know, it's like I said. You can get on your Donald Trump shit and avoid some taxes. It, a little bit, you know. So it's like, you know, like I said, the blueprint. I, you know, being able to have friends that are millionaires that have been through this, have multiple businesses and, you know, ways to, you know, make sure that you're not getting killed during tax season for this. So he laid it out for me and told me exactly what to do. And, you know, I'm just following that step. Yeah, like you said, blueprints, success, there's there's roadmaps to success. And if you follow them, you will most likely end up there. And um, that's that's what we're doing. Um, so I would like to try to segue a little bit into more like um, like tech support and stuff. Like I know that's kind of like what you do uh, on the on your living end. And basically, I know we both end up doing this on like Facebook and and social media wise where we're we're just helping people that are in technical issues. Uh, what are some of the most common mistakes people make or, or common issues people have and how could they avoid them and, and not end up in that position? Um, one of the biggest things I would say is, you know, not kind of like rushing into things too quickly. Um, you know, test the waters first, uh, you know, try it out, you know, try to break something, you know, 
basically is how I uh, explain it. And, you know, instead of, hey, well, I have $10,000, I want to get into this crypto game. Let me try to deposit $10,000 into this account. And then, you know, you lose your password or, you know, your uh, YubiKey or something goes wrong and then you're out of a large amount of money. You know, get familiar with the features, use the websites and stuff like that first. Small amounts, you know, $20 here, $10 there, and, and play with it for a little bit first. And once you get comfortable, it's kind of like, you know, Facebook was. Okay, like, how do I post? You know, how do I comment on someone? Everything is, you know, trial and error. So it's better to try it with, okay, like, what am I willing to risk? Um, you know, if I lose $10, you know, it's $10. It's not that big of a deal. Um, so just get familiar with the website, the exchanges first before you, you know, dive head first into the deep end and uh, decide that, hey, I need floaties later. Um, you know, that's that would be one thing. Another thing, um, you know, is, is patience. You know, you got to realize there's a lot of people in the crypto market nowadays and there's a lot of tickets overflow that comes everywhere has got it. Um, putting in multiple tickets about the same issue, um, it leads to confusion on our side of things, especially because you might have two people working the same thing and then, um, you know, things kind of get sat even longer and trying to figure it out from that end. So, um, you know, social media, um, I mean, it's just how I was raised. So it's, you know, I understand that like it's someone's job. So like I treat them with respect. That's just kind of how I was raised, you know, whether it's the CEO or the janitor, you know, they all get treated the same way. And uh, a lot of times when I'm being nicer to people, well, they're nicer back like Comcast, you know, pretty bad customer service. But, you know, I haven't had a bad experience because I, you know, I talk to them like a decent human being and they treat me well. And that's just how it's always been. So um, that's another big thing, you know, um, even going on like social media and doing it on social media, like reaching out about a ticket. Usually, you know, that, that, that can help your case a lot as far as, OK, we, we got to grab the ticket number and see, um, you know, that was big for the whole thing with Cripsy, you know, is having a social media presence and finding tickets that way that really need to be dealt with but a lot of it's you know patience uh, and that's pretty much the big thing um another thing is you know definitely to use 2fa 2fa is a really big thing especially when it comes to crypto um your emails can be hacked very easily today so you know that was a lot of what we would deal with at exchanges you know your email gets hacked and the correspondence tell you the password's changed and now your money's gone and then um you know, the exchange is the one getting yelled at, but, you know, there's no 2FA. So I would highly suggest using 2FA on anything crypto, anything in general anymore, um, you know, even Facebook. Um, what else would there be? That's great that you said the two-factor thing because I literally just got into that. But to recap, I want to make sure everyone is aware of this. Um, you know, the three things that he covered are very important. If you if you listened, you heard them. You know, patience is a virtue. Be patient in this. Don't just don't don't FOMO and start throwing money at this because and, and not know what you're doing just because your stoner cousin is making money in your sister's basement does not mean that you're gonna make money in your mansion just because you have more money to throw at it. You got to really look into things. So patience is a virtue and good customers get good customer service. So if you're having an issue with an exchange or with anything in general, keep your cool. You're talking to another person who's just doing their job and you know, you're going to get good service if you're a good customer. And um, two-factor authentication is probably the most important thing that you covered. Honestly, um, this is, and he covered like, you know, how he said, your your passwords for emails are easily hacked now and this is how people are getting your passwords for your emails sign up for this log in here do this there create an account for this third party that now when you're putting your username and you're creating a password they know what the password is that you just use for that website so all they're going to do is brute force attack every website on the internet with that same email and the same password you just provided they know that that's probably a common password that you use that's probably a common email address that you use they're going to keep using that on every bitcoin exchange there is until they log in and wipe you out but if you have two-factor authentication on your phone will get a message it'll ask you hey is this a move you're trying to make? And you can deny it and you can take care of it. So definitely make sure that you check that out. That was that was great. Um, are there any other things that you could think of like that people should be aware of that, you know, like, you know, you're, the, the, the point of view that you have is pretty unique on like the uh, 
ticket uh, replying things or like some more advanced things that people may may need to know before they get started or maybe speak to the people who are already advanced and some issues that they, you see people that are pretty tech savvy still have? Um, I mean, tech savvy, like, yeah, you're going to still run into issues, you know, it's, it's, uh, they're programs, you know, bugs happen. So, I mean, it's really just putting in a ticket, you know, we, we appreciate it, especially, you know, reporting bugs for sure. Um, you know, and just know that they're, they're being handled. Um, a lot of times, um, we have to escalate things to a higher level and then, you know, even sometimes that has to get hired even higher to somebody else, you know, depending upon the severity of the issue, um, you know, so we, we do see all the problems and once they're discussed, like they're being worked upon very quickly to make sure that it's not going on again. Um, another thing with security that I would recommend, you know, as, as Ken was saying, you know, is getting something like key pass where you only have to remember one password to get into KeyPass and then all your passwords. It helps you generate um, passwords and length, characters and everything for you. This way they're all stored there because you're not going to remember, you know, um, star hashtag shoe 15, you know, your ex-girlfriend's name or whatever. Um, you know, so these programs keep it all in, in there for you. This way you're not using the same thing at every exchange and those are being brute force, like you said. So that's, uh, you know, definitely another big security um to put on your computer as well. Um, Learn something new every day. I'm probably going to have to do that because my brain hurts when I have to recall passwords anymore. There's so many exchanges I'm on and so and I know not to have the same password for anything. So like I have like a weird rhyme in my head per website to try to remember the password. Like, uh, like you know, people have like the whatever memory they relate like the first word to like a you know a picture or like a food or something. So I have to try to do that with the exchanges because like all my passwords are different and they're all pretty damn like long and difficult and you know like they some make you put in a a, a, a symbol a character like a quotation mark or a question mark or a hashtag it you know so like the passwords they're making us choose now are getting harder and harder and harder to remember. So I'm definitely going to check out was that keep key. Keep pass. Keep pass. Keep pass. Keep pass. Yeah. Keep pass. Definitely got to check that out, man. That's that's gonna save me because I I get the points where I'm just at like all right, I'm just gonna re- reset the password. I'm just gonna I don't remember the password. I have my my Gmail so or whatever email server I'm using. Reset password and then I go through that whole process at least twice a week for certain <laughs> websites. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it was for me. I, w- I would lose passwords and like I'm the same as you. Like I was taught in school, you know, hey, what's do song lyrics and then use like the first letter of each word and with you know numbers and stuff mm-hmm. mixed in between so that's like how i remembered it but even then it's just like well i did a different variation of it this time and uh, <laughs> so like i kept doing it and it was so simple hey i only have to remember one master key password it opens up this app and all my passwords are there and instead of having to create one myself i can literally hey um you know, this is Facebook and generate, and I want it to be 15 characters with, you know, this and capital letters and stuff. Generate, and it's right there, and it's saved. That's awesome. And is it like cloud based? So if like you lost your phone, you can log into the app and just see all your passwords again as long as you have your login info? I haven't checked into the cloud-based part of it. I mean, I have it both on phone and laptop, so... I've seen stuff like that, and sometimes they're client-side, sometimes they're server-side, so just, it's like, they don't want, like, almost like how Jax is. They don't want to have access to your private keys, or, you know, maybe KeyPass doesn't want to have access to your password, so it's only on your phone. So, I want to check into that and see, because, like... I'm one of those people who go right to, oh, what's the worst case scenario? So if my phone got wet and I don't know my password, to, like any of these, is it on a server or is it on my phone? Definitely. I'm a big worry wart. I, I feel like everybody should probably go to write worst case scenario when it comes to anything to do with your money or anything like that with security. What's the worst case scenario it could go to? And then from there, work your way back and make sure you're comfortable. So that was the first thing that came to mind when you mentioned the app was like, what's the worst case? And then I have to make sure that, you know, it's encrypted and it's not just on my phone. It's, you know, server side. Is it open source to make sure it's secure? And then I can use it. So I like to work my way backwards a little bit, but it takes, it's a a much longer process. And I hate to go through the world with such doom and gloom on everything. But 
I've I've been uh, I've been had once or twice. Have you ever been uh, scammed in this industry by anything in in particular, or ever like maybe looked at something and was like, "This is awesome," and it turned out to be a scam? Uh, I've, I mean, I've looked into things, but you know, like I said, patience, and so it hasn't happened to me yet. Um, very close. I mean, I've looked at a couple things, but um, you know, I I kind of escaped a lot of a lot of things by being patient and being like, oh, well, okay. You know, I'm not usually the one to do trial and error, you know, like even, uh, even when it comes to like my money, um, you know, my Bitcoin, like I, I store everything in my own wallets. Um, you know, I say that even for like when you're trading, you know, leave enough on uh, anywhere to where you're comfortable if you know something bad does happen that okay it's not that big of a deal use your trades daily trade and then withdrawal that's what i've always done you know and will continue to do um my new thing for trading would be whale club which um if anyone watched billions the show billions uh you know that's it kind of like got me into it even more where um, you know, it's a really, really good website. So it's a different style of trading where, you know, you can bid on the price of Ethereum or Bitcoin either going up or dropping. And I believe the window time frame is like three minutes or something of that nature. Um, I forget all fan. That's awesome. It's like crystal ball gambling. Pretty much, you know, and that's uh, anyone that knows me, uh, you know, knows that I, I like my sports and, you know, teams and researching on sports teams and, you know, doing the occasional, uh, you know, betting in Delaware and uh, fantasy sports and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it was just a different market, being able to analyze, uh, you know, the trends and everything and, you know, determining, hey, is this going up or is this going down? And um, I like that style of trading better. Um, I feel like they missed an opportunity naming it fantasy trade, fantasy crypto or something then, because like that, I feel like that would be more appealing. Um, so the whale club is like you said, it's like a, uh, you you bid on a price movement three minutes into the future of any of any cryptocurrency or just the two. There's uh, Dash is one of them, I believe too. There's, that would be so. Fun. It's not every one of them. I think there's only a couple of the main ones so far. Um, but like I said, I just kind of got into it uh, not too long ago, so um, I can't give full on answers. But you know. Um, but what you know of it so far, it's worth checking out more. You're going to look into it more, probably throw stuff at it and play around. Absolutely. I mean, uh, before the ETH dump, you know, I was able to, you know, play around with it and, you know, make some money off the ETH dump um, when it dropped all the way to, uh, well, it depends what exchange. Uh, it was like a penny on some, $13 yeah, on others. Yeah, it depends what exchange, you know, 140 whatever, 200 whatever. It dumped, you know, at least, you know, $50, $60 uh, very quickly. So. Do you mind segueing into maybe some people wouldn't know how that's even possible? possible like how does something like that even happen um you know from what i've seen on you know basically from being around and seeing you know the fall of uh mount gox and you know unfortunately cripsy as well um you know mint pal uh there's been so many exchanges that you know just went under um when withdrawals are halted for any reason you know it could just be like hey we're upgrading our server um, you know, people panic, so they sell, and once, hey, oh wow, it's jumped down already this quickly, more people are selling, you know, and then, you know, other people are like, well, now it's cheaper, you know, we see the opportunity of Bitcoin, oh, Bitcoin dropped to 2000 cheap Bitcoin, let's buy it, like, and then went right back up, you know, it's, uh, very patient, you know, um, being in the game, you know, buying it at 50 to $100, and then quickly, it jumped up to 1200 I think, about like a month or two after I had bought it originally back in 2019, uh, 2013. Um, talking about the future again. <laughs> um, I sold off majority of what I bought into, like as far as pay, paid into, just to get my money back, and I left the rest for profit. But then it started to jump from 1200 down to four, so it crashed like really big um, when it, the first time it ever reached that 1200 point back in 2013. So, um, you know, it's just being patient, picking your spots, and you know, just storing some away. You gotta realize like. Hey, like this one day could be worth five hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars per coin. So if I'm storing away point oh two a week into a wallet and just forgetting about it, you know, um, 
chances are you, you could be a millionaire um, when you wake up in several years. You know, mm -hmm. like anything's possible when it comes to crypto. I have plenty of friends that are literally, uh, they're clearing out the house and, oh my God, I had five Bitcoin on this wallet. I completely forgot. And, you know, now they're looking at the price and they're like, wow, like, hey, now I can buy a bunch of nice things. Mm -hmm. like, and that's just kind of how it is. It's just remember that it's there, but, you know, store some away and, and just hope that, you know, the trend continues to tick upward. Yeah, I think uh, Coin Telegraph did an article not too long ago. Was uh, if you invested ten grand a couple years ago into Bitcoin, you'd be worth like seventy or eighty million dollars off the ten grand. It's pretty hefty. That's that's a, a a come up. I think I just read an article not too long ago, even of a high school student who invested when Bitcoin was at like twenty five dollars, is now a millionaire at eighteen. So you know, you, you said anything's possible. Um, if if you have ten grand to invest now, uh, who knows what ten years could that could turn into? You know, it's really an adoptive technology, and adoption is everything. You know, the more people that are getting into it, the more companies that accept it, the more people that like you get into mining, the more people that get into it in any angle that you you can get into crypto, it brings value to it. And with companies like Microsoft, J.P. Morgan, I think you mentioned Digibyte earlier. I think they teamed up with Minecraft. Like there's these coins have like so many big names backing them or teaming up with them, um, you know, like the Ethereum Alliance. And I mean, there's just so much going on in crypto that it's it's almost like and I don't want to say this as an investment advice because it's not. But it's almost like you can't lose money. Like if you're long, if you if you're long in this, it has been proven, even if you paid for the thirteen hundred dollar Bitcoin back when it crashed in 2013, you doubled your money at this point. So if you were long you wouldn't have lost any money. So, like, I, that's how I feel. I'm with you with the, like, I feel like I'm playing with, like, magical internet money that could just one day make me rich overnight. But I don't use any money I can't live without, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, you were, I wanted to go back a little bit and touch on the lending. Um, so you were saying you're lending on Poloniex. It's, uh, you thought it was going to be more, but you're saying you were seeing around 15%? What? Yeah, it's 0. 0.154, I think. So what do you think about lending platforms like BitConnect, where they don't show you any of the trades their trade bot makes, where you're getting like 1% on your loan, but you're not seeing anything? Like, do you, like, in general, do you have an opinion on BitConnect and their BCC and how they trade, or just in general, not being able to see how the bot moves, but still see that you're making interest on your loan? Like, how do you feel about platforms like that versus lending on an exchange where you have all of that information oh i mean like yeah i got i you know i actually got into bitconnect as far as the coin goes because obviously any um mlm um pyramid stuff uh the price gonna jump um i think it was i think it was like 16 or something like that um when i first got involved with it and it's at like i think it was like it's 56, over 50 yeah 57 dollars today um you know, so like, yeah, I put, I think I put like a hundred bucks, um, towards a loan. And then on top of that, I bought BCC. So just, and I made money off it and I got out, um, you know, and then I constantly, every like couple of days I go in and I literally transfer my BCC to my BitConnect wallet. And then it's going to go to Bitcoin as soon as, you know, the time frames. well, I'll, I'll withdraw Bitcoin as soon as, you know, it's enough money for it. So usually probably like once it's one BCC, I'll withdraw it and that's that. Um, but as far as that goes, you know, yeah, you can make a lot of money on that um, very quickly, especially off referrals. But basically once the last person enters, it's over. Um, you're not getting your money out. I mean, that's what... Um, that's what's shown since the beginning of time when it comes to uh, pyramids. Um, you know, there's been bots, um, dice games. Um, there's plenty of others that'll promise you to double your Bitcoin. But you know, it's it's only good as long as people keep giving. And then once people stop giving, well, the market's gonna crash. And you know, you're probably gonna be stuck without your money. Um, so would you say like that risk is worth the reward or would you like, I'm saying if I'm asking you, Hey man, what should I like? What lending platform should I use? Poloniex lending or this friggin' bot that I never seen any actual proof of lending? Like is the risk in BitConnect worth the reward or is the risk on Poloniex more worth the reward? Like, 
just in, in your opinion, obviously this is not any financial or investment advice at all, full, you know, you know, there, but just like, what's your opinion on it? What would you rather do with your money now that you've done both? Uh, my majority of my money is, is, is in Poloniex, uh, Pol, um, trading, um, simply because it's an exchange, it's been around, um, you know, it's more trusting for me, um, and once again, blueprint, you know, someone else who's making a lot of money doing that, um, he was the one that, you know, told other people about it, and, you know, being in the crypto back room, jumped on that, and, you know, it's, it's making good money, um, it pays a couple of my bills, um, per month, so, well, it's going to anyway, um, so that's, you know, basically what I choose because at the end of the day, like, I see what I have in the account. Um, I see how active it is and I see what it's doing and, you know, the open and closed uh, lens that are happening and everything on a daily basis. So I don't have to worry about it. It's not just like, hey, we took your money and uh, we'll pay you back in a year. Um, you know, it'd be like me borrowing $100 from you and, you know, basically saying, hey, I'll give you, you know, 200 at the end of the year. Um you know, that's basically, uh, it's, it's a lot more trusting because it's an exchange. People are trading other currencies on it constantly. They're making money off fees and everything like that where it's, you know, they don't have to rely on the next person to deposit into there because there's always going to be people trading, you know, crypto. Um, so it's a lot less risk to dump into that than it is into BCC. Yeah, I think the BitConnect platform is like the greater full lending platform. You know, once the once you hit that greater greater full mark where there's nobody dumber than you were than the last person to do it, I like what do you, like I don't want to go too deep into it, but like the BitConnect thing is like at the end of this month, if you invested twenty thousand dollars, they're allegedly supposedly having a Thailand event that they will pay for. The, you'll, it'll all be taken care of if you invest in one shot, <clears throat> in one shot, twenty thousand dollars. Not over the one month. It has to be in one shot, twenty grand, from the first of this month till the end of this month. And they're gonna invite you, all exclusive, all paid access to their Thailand event. Like how, like how does that even make you feel? Like reading that. I'm sure it costs less to go to Thailand yourself for twenty. Exactly. 20 so I think so. personally, this is their exit strategy. This month, I'm hoping they're still there after this, but it sounds like a perfect exit strategy for any MLM. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on you know how long. I mean, I don't know exactly when it opened up. Um, like I said, I put it in to do the just the the coins itself because I figured hey like it's at least early on enough to make some money off yeah if you coins. don't lend you have your ability to keep moving the coin as long as you don't lock it in a loan yeah so um so i just tested the waters you know and that's a very small amount for me anyway so yeah i uh, tested the same amount same waters there i haven't checked on how much i've made yet that's actually like an experiment i'm doing with bitconnect to see if it is profitable without referrals so we're going to check that out and see how i do and i made a video and told everybody not to use my referral link so we're going to see if anybody was dumb enough to actually watch my video and then use my referral link i hope they didn't i hope nobody did yeah i mean like you know a couple of my friends they they saw um they saw my posts and everything about it and everything and uh you know they got out um i know people that asked me my opinion on it and i told them no and they still do it so it was like all right well if you're going to take my advice and do the opposite, at least now I have a referral link. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to sit here and have a 30-minute conversation with you about why you shouldn't use a platform and you're still going to go ahead and do it, the least you could do is use my referral link for the platform I don't approve of. <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense, but it's like it's like a dual shame on you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you deserve, it's almost deserved upon. Like, how I feel when people signed up for the website. Like, my video is, I couldn't stop laughing. Did you see my BitConnect video? It was such a joke of a website. The user interface was not intuitive. You couldn't easily add money, take money, lend. It wasn't, like, user-friendly. So that you, you were going to be confused the entire time you're trying to use this website. And then there's spelling errors, and I highlighted all these issues. There's no white paper that I can find. There's no open source information. There's no trading information. It's just really weird so like i can sit there for a half hour talk to people don't do this here's why good idea good point but i'm still gonna do it because i saw somebody making money so 
That's yeah. I mean, if you have the money to do it, you know, it hey, has, if yeah, you want to dump 10 grand and you want to do it under a referral, well, they're going to make, you know, a good amount off of you. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, you have the ability to make a lot of extra money off of that, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you have to weigh the risk. Yeah, uh, there's better options. Like you, know, you said, Poloniex is a better option. Yeah, the lending bot, um, you know, it does everything for you, and it's in your account, so you have yes, access to your I funds, love that. you can pull it whenever. Um, What's the shortest lend you can do? Yeah, two-day, two-day lend. Two-day lends. So, I mean, two days is nothing. Um, and you can auto-renew, so it could actually be forever. Yeah, so basically it just keeps lending pretty much the bot yeah but you can turn off auto and get your money back in two days at the longest i love that about the poloniex lending i actually just checked out more of that because i have some coin i actually do want to loan and just see what i can do with it and can kind of compare that to like a bank account with the same amount of money sitting in it kind of show people like what a year of lending can do versus a year of savings that the bank can do so i'm interested to do something like that because the lending platform in poloniex is amazing i'm really happy you brought it up i like it i like the security behind it and they show you the trades yeah and i mean it's it's another thing i'm having uh you know my tax guy look into as well because if i'm making the 15 percent there you know how much of that can i put towards you know what i have to pay in taxes at the end of the year since i have to i'm working as a contractor and i get paid in crypto so uh It'll be very interesting for sure. That's smart that you're taking that into consideration now rather than cross that bridge while it's burning later because personally, full disclosure, if the IRS is watching, I am so like, I don't know. I have no clue what I have, what I paid for, what I'm holding. I have so much crypto, it's missing. Like, I don't even know what I have. Sometimes I open my phone and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I had like 13 wallets on my phone and I'm going through all the wallets and I'm like, yeah, good luck, IRS. I don't know. I, I, I can't even do the math on this. I'm not rich. I'm just, like, really disorganized, and I like the idea of using more than one wallet. Like, I do not feel comfortable only using, like, Coinbase or only using Jax. I will literally use, I think I actually have, 13 wallets. And that's where I, like, mitigate risk. Like, if one wallet disappeared or I lost a private key or a backup or whatever, it's only that. At least it isn't the whole thing or the majority. So, like, for that, it's just really crazy. I do the same thing. You know, it's, it's you know, all over or whatnot. I mean, Coinbase, I mainly use, hey, like, I'm selling. So, this is the money that's going here, and that's what I'm selling, and that's what I'm getting into fiat for. And uh, that's basically it. Everything else is, you know, hardware wallets. Definitely a big, uh, big investment for sure. Yeah, I definitely recommend a hardware wallet. Ooh, um, hey. Yeah, this is my podcast or YouTube show. I can do whatever I want. Uh, shameless plug, description box below. Buy a hardware wallet. Use the link. Thank you. <laughs> um, what's your wallet of choice? What do you use hardware-wise? Trezor. That's so funny. Dude, I get stuck in this position all the time because I'm Ledger. I'm always going to be Ledger. Ledger, Ledger, love Ledger. Um, I like Treasure, but it's just funny that like I'm Team Ledger for no reason. It just happened that way, and everybody I meet is team treasure i don't know one other person it's like yeah ledger so it's awesome that you know i know that the people i'm friends with and talk to like treasure because i've been thinking about buying one uh i think it, it the look of it i think turned me off it looks like a diabetes blood tester it's, like it just looks weird the thing that scares me with a ledger is you know um durability on it so a little bit compared to the treasure you know it's kind of like uh feel like i could drop it kick it you know run it over with a vacuum and it would still work so but hey i mean they if, got this guy Le- and i think the Ledger nano wants S to sponsor run over. me you know reach out to me uh, i'd gladly accept one oh i could hook that up probably i'll try to see what i can do get you in the slack and talk to some of them they're pretty good guys uh i like it and um so you're right now so one of your side things is like the mining and, and helping people mine i think you said you started a youtube channel and stuff uh, where can people find you and get information from you on such topics i just started it so there's no videos up yet but you can add me um i'm crypto mac that's m-a-a-k um my email address would be crypto mac at gmail.com so you can also reach out to me on that um i'll have that on the description box below for you guys basically uh how how the name came about you know i had a lot of people from boston you know always talking to me and uh how they pronounce my name instead of mark they say mac 
and uh, kind of just stuck at the time, and uh, that's how I became Crypto Mac. I like it. I like the origin of it. I like the Mac. I like Mac. I think I, I, my boss is from Boston, so like when I hear it, I just want to hear his voice, Mac. That's, that's, <laughs> I love it. You know, that's why I need to find me a, a girl from Boston, so if you're out there, you know. <laughs> the Phillies had my uh, deter her, man. You got to <laughs> – the Boston women are faithful to the sports <laughs> over there, man. It's hard. Um, so besides YouTube and the Gmail, do you, um, you want people to find you on Facebook or Twitter? I can link that as well. Otherwise, just the uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, I mean, just email and uh... – and the YouTube channel. Now, what right will the now. channel be covering? Is it going to be mostly about like DIY mining? Uh, mine. It's gonna. I'm basically gonna get into a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, um, other affiliates and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you're big into sports like I am, I'm, I'm playing on Bay and uh, you know, doing a bunch of things with sports and you know, podcasts and and things of that nature. Try to get in. Uh, you know, there's no specific thing. You know, it's still kind of like. Uh, Hopefully the sports betting gets legalized, you know, throughout the United States. Uh, you know, it's hey, IRS. You know, if you're still listening, you know, let's make this happen because there's a lot of tax revenue you can take from that instead of us crypto people. Mm-hmm. Um, sure is. So, uh, you know, that's looking good from the people that I've been around. So hopefully that goes into a positivity. So like, I'm really big in the sports. Uh, it's played in my whole entire life. I'm big in the research in sports and, you know, sports, uh, betting. I just wish I could make it to Vegas more often. Um, you know, so that's kind of, you know, another aspect of things I'm, I'm looking into, but you know, it covers anything mining, um, you know, whether it's exchange help, uh, lending bot help, you know, basically just a day-to-day uh, crypto and how to make money off crypto and, you know, good investments and, you know, basically, you know, similar things like that. Um, it's good not to really, like, pigeonhole your show with, like, you know, oh, this is all it's going to be about or anything. So the idea that it, it you don't have the idea yet is probably the best idea because it'll naturally come. It'll build your your channel will end up building itself as you just do you and the people that want to view that will just show up like a lot of people are like oh, I don't know what to do on my channel and I, I don't know the audience that I'm going to like attract and like you will attract your own audience as I have you know luckily I found a a great audience and I think it's because of just me being me I haven't really tried anything it's just I do me and viewers come to me that like what I do so you know my advice to you would be don't try to talk to the audience just talk and let the audience listen oh yeah I mean it's the story of my life and how cryptos uh you know changed my life for the better too and that's you know just my journey so people can either like my journey or you know absolutely hate my journey but either way it's my journey you know it's funny it's man been a fun ride the haters are going to be there the most the people that loved your journey might not be there as much as the people that are going to hate on it i i've kind of noticed that it's it's funny that the people that dislike some of the things i do or like some of the content they'll be like the first people like to be around or comment or like i'll get like a random thumbs down because they subscribed and have notifications turned on so i'm like i kind of like the idea of people not liking my show because it's like it, it, it people like to hate more than they like to like. So I yeah, think trolls. I think that's yeah, trolls. Trolls are, uh, you know, I like feeding trolls, you know, it's it's a it's a hobby of mine as well. So, I mean, I, I can uh, definitely feel that. And, you know, I might catch a lot of heat, you know, with the whole cripsy thing. Um, I did a bunch of us did when it first happened. Uh, you know, everyone in the back rooms coming at us. We were just employed there. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like going into your own office and finding out your your work's closed. Like, hey, I just lost a job. You know, I had nothing to do with, you know, what happened. So for first like two months, uh, you know, a lot of people in the back rooms that we were friends with and everything and talked to on a daily basis. You know, they were yelling and screaming at us because you know, unfortunately, people lost money. But you know, we we weren't the owners of the company. We didn't see this coming, and. Uh, you know, and I and I went out on uh, open air. You know, uh, Florida uh, newspaper contacted me. I gave them an article. Um, you know, they asked me a bunch of questions. I was open and honest with everything on there. And uh, you know, even someone else that worked there uh, actually worked against to try to prove um, where the money went. You know, so it's like. 
it wasn't on our end, so I'm sure, you know, I may catch some heat, you know, based on that, but hey, like, I'm open and honest that, like, yes, I, I worked at Cripsy, like, that was there, um, but it helped me see things from both sides of the story as well, and I believe that's why I landed the job that I have now, because I have the experience as a support in a Bitcoin company, which is very rare, and especially now, everywhere is looking to hire, because there's so many tickets coming in that you can't there's no way to keep up with them all so everywhere needs uh needs help you know if anyone has any support or uh he needs a job or anything i mean it may be possible so make sure you contact me on that as well yeah that'd be awesome um you know you've helped me get an interview with something and tried getting it going it didn't quite work out for me with what their personal needs were but i appreciate you helping me that was awesome dude and and i hope one day i can revisit that with them and go through another interview and hopefully accept their offer um but yeah so guys definitely check out his youtube channel uh reach out via email if you have any you know support you know uh background maybe you're looking to get back into that or and in, move into crypto uh, is there anything that you wanted to touch on before we go or anything that you wanted to talk about maybe before we go i think we pretty much covered everything you know it's uh it's been a good journey you know if you're, if you're looking at bitcoin and you're seeing the price and you know you're that's scaring you away like don't don't be threatened by the price you gotta realize you can buy you know, 0 0.01, 0 0.02, 0 0.02, 0 0.0. So, like, there's, and just build it up. Hey, I'm going to put $5 away each week towards Bitcoin. So, what you're saying well. is, what he's saying is, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin? No. You what? Don't have to buy a whole Get Bitcoin, out of town. You know, and it's, it's not too late. I have friends still today. Hey, it's too late, man. I wish I would have got in when you said to buy it when it was 50 to to $100 mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Well, buying now, or I said the same thing with Ethereum, and it's just like, well, you missed the train again, you know. Now, right. Now, finally, some people did get in involved with Ethereum, you know, and they don't trade, they don't do anything, they literally just bought, they made their profit, and then got out, or some of them actually still have them, which is, you know, quite surprising. They don't know how to send to wallet addresses or anything, they just literally bought it and left it where it was, and I told them to add to a fag, and they were good to go, and they made money off of it, so... You know, it's never too late. Do we got to do? And, you know, definitely get some Bitcoin. Um, you know, definitely get some Litecoin. Um, Litecoin is that. It's being added to a bunch of places. I keep getting emails about it, so I'm sure the price will... Bitstamp uh, just added it, dude. Will what? slowly start rising. I did get that email while I was sitting in the parking lot. So, uh, yeah, um, Litecoin, you know, it's, it, the transactions for Litecoin are a lot quicker. So. A lot quicker and a lot cheaper. That's why I really like... I use crypto. It's my only currency now. I ditched fiat. Like, first day, the day I get paid, I ditched fiat, use crypto, and Litecoin's the one I use because it's fast it's cheap and it had pretty good volatility since i've been getting in um but i like to end my interviews with like a question that the podcast asked but like my own little tweak so take the time you need but the question is can you explain tech support in crypto like how that is in 10 words or less like what is tech support in crypto It's frustrating, but it's amazing, um, basically, you know, because you're looking at it like, you know, someone else that like doesn't have a Bitcoin background, but has like tons of support knowledge and everything uh, had asked me like, what, what would make you want to even like jump into, you know, being support for something like this again after you've done it before? And I'm like, well... You know, it's it's a great job, but most importantly, I get to work with Bitcoin on a daily basis. Like, I don't think there is any other job I would want. Like, I've had jobs after Cripsy, and I was miserable at them. Like, I felt like I was spoiled, you know, doing Bitcoin as a living and getting paid for it. And, you know, I've been blessed to, you know, be back there and, and doing that. So I think... You know, that's basically what it comes down to. As hectic as it is, how many tickets and how many problems you have to solve. And, you know, you try to get as many done as possible because you, you understand the client side. You understand the frustration that, you know, money may be held up or, you know, you can't deposit or something's going on or you sent to the wrong wallet. You sent, you know, Bitcoin to a Dogecoin wallet. You know, a lot of things. Like, you feel for the customer themselves, but at the same time, like it's frustrating because it's like well i gotta get this done i gotta get this done and um but at the end of the day it's a bitcoin job like and you get paid in bitcoin like i couldn't ask for anything better in this time and era pretty much 
That was a great answer. Way over the ten minute or the ten word mark, but really good impossible answer. to say 10 oh i 10 get that for that. every one of these man every one but i appreciate the <laughs> efforts man thank you so much for coming over and talking thanks for having me thanks for everybody listening and tuning in i really appreciate the support um if you like this please go ahead and share it uh if you're watching on youtube please hit that thumbs up if you dislike this for any reason leave the comment below let me know what you know, could have done better in my next interview to turn that thumbs down around uh again don't forget to subscribe and uh, make sure notifications are on and most importantly have a day